I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. A podcast about all things spiritual, mystical, witchy, and woo-woo, designed for the modern babe. Each week, we will dive deep into the nitty-gritty of ancient energy systems and modern-day modalities. This podcast is for the dreamers, visionaries, changemakers, and risk-takers. Life's too short to be boring, so be prepared for fresh opinions, taboo topics, and unfiltered conversations. We created this podcast because we're obsessed with elevating and expanding our lives. We want to bring you along as we unearth helpful practices and topics that you can utilize to do the same. So if you're ready for some fun, jump in, turn up the volume, and let your co-hosts, Brittany Donalds and Aaron Munoz, guide you through the universe. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? I'm good, Brittany. Um, Had a good weekend. How was your week? (laughs) it was good it was super busy and um I worked a little bit this weekend and then we went to a concert at the winery the band was really good um was everyone social distancing doing all that fun stuff not really oh good Good, no there were like five people with masks on oh yeah so we'll see yeah how was your week it was good. It was good. The boutique was busy um, for a few of the days, like, towards the weekend, and um, luckily I didn't have anything planned. I had a migraine for, like, three days, which was a bummer because I never have headaches or have migraines, so I spent a few hours, like, Googling symptoms because I'm a hypochondriac <laughs> and always think that I have something going on, but I haven't died from anything yet, so hopefully that's a good sign, and I feel a lot better today. So. Hopefully your aneurysm is... Yeah, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't pass, so I'm still here to, to chat it up. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, today, guys, we have a fun episode just covering all things moon-related, so... Um, we always, both Aaron and I, I think, have a, an affinity for the moon and think it's really powerful and thought it would be fun to go over just a little bit um, different things about the moon, so cycles and manifestations and um, crystals and just kind of harnessing the moon for information that you may not have been aware of. So um, do you want to kick it off, Aaron, with moon phases and kind of a little bit of information about those? Um, because some of those phases, they each have different things that you can use it for. And so, um, Erin kind of knows a lot about it and go over it. There's a lot of different, um, meanings. So there are eight moon phases and they basically all occur throughout the cycle of a month. And they are all powerful in different ways. Um, like they have different moods, I guess you could say, or different, um, types of energy that they can bring you so the idea is basically um the type of energy that the moon is giving off through that phase that it's in is something that we can harness because being made of energy just like the moon and everything else is we're connected in that way and 
um, the cool thing about us is that we are able to control our energy. Nice. And um, so we can harness those powers that are available. Some people think that it's like very scientific and cool that way because, um, I mean, it's been proven that the moon does obviously put off a lot of energy. If you think about like the ocean tides and gravitational pools and stuff like that, there's no doubt that it's doing something, but um, then there are people like us, maybe, that <laughs> that read into it a little bit more and that use it to, or that think that, you know, the energy can have um, more of an, of an intention behind it mm-hmm. or that we can um, use it to be more our intentional. Yeah. And yeah, definitely to our advantage. So yep. the first phase... Um, I keep clicking my pen. (laughs) The first phase is the new moon. A lot of us already know what that looks like if we see it in the sky. It's just like a tiny little crescent, um, like a little fingernail sliver kind of. (laughs) Um, That's the new moon. It starts at the moment the moon begins to grow or to wax. So there's waxing and waning. And wax just means that that's uh, wait as you see it getting bigger and then waning is as you see it like disappearing in the sky basically so um of course the moon isn't actually growing but to us on earth it appears to grow the amount of light which it reflects and directs towards us is increasing so um a lot of people even link the phases to like growing. I thought since we live in the Midwest, it's, it was kind of cool to talk about how yeah, well, like you, farmers, yeah, the farmers almanac, yeah. like talks about it. It goes into exactly. like information about when you plant and and do all of those right. kind of things. And so, it's so yeah. cool. Um, I mean, people around here use it like religiously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the farming Bible, basically. So yeah, um, I actually had a lady come into the store the other day. She's a, a friend of mine and it kind of got brought up randomly that she used the farmer's almanac to figure out the moon phases to wean her children off oh, of bottles. Like, uh-huh. and then also on potty training. I, I don't have kids. So I'm not really sure where that falls, but uh-huh. she was able well, I mean, there are even this was like that... 20 years ago that she was doing this, oh, yeah. which is insanity to me, but I love it. I wouldn't have really known because I haven't like studied the Farmer's Almanac or anything, but I actually have a client that used to tell me that she literally does everything like based off of it. it it's really crazy. Yeah. And some people even like plan their families based on it oh, because yeah. supposedly you can like be more likely to have a boy or a girl or, you know, something like that. So that's pretty cool if you guys have never um, heard about what that is. Um, So in this phase of the moon, planting seeds in a new grounding cycle would be, like, what what should happen. Um, And that also says something about, like, your intentions. You should be setting an intention and thinking about, like, what you are looking to call in Mm -hmm. or what you want to gain out of this moon cycle or for the month. And then um, a key word would be beginning. I think beginning and intention are the best words for the new moon phase. Mm -hmm. And um, if you want to do any kind of, like, new moon little, um, like, rituals or anything like that, a crystal would be labradite or aquamarine. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I guess with those keywords, that kind of describes them perfectly. Yeah, what colors. Like, and, yeah. Yes. So, um, I'll be doing a crystal that kind of goes with each phase. Okay. Um, so then the next one is the crescent moon, the waxing crescent. The first phase of the increasing moon during this week, less than half the moon is lit in the northern hemisphere. It grows from right to left, meaning the horns of the crescent point left for the southern hemisphere. You would just like flip this around mm-hmm. and then the seeds begin to grow. So I think these are cool, um, like visualizations also. Yeah. If you're thinking about like an intention that you have like in your focus, Mm -hmm. you've planted that seed in the new moon and like now your intentions are beginning to grow. Yeah. Because of like the action that you're taking. Yeah. I actually, um, specifically said, I just got a tattoo a few weeks ago and Uh I have a waxing crescent. And so, um, I actually, when I was like looking up what moon I wanted on the tattoo. I specifically chose this one, which I kind of, when we talk about like the full moon, I go a little bit different than what I think a lot of people do. Um, but for this phase, like I kind of 
in, in the same way that like your intentions are always there ready to grow. Uh-huh. So, um, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, good. Yeah. I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay. So you want to hold your vision and take action. Your keywords would be initiative and commitment because like in the beginning phase, even though you see a little bit of growth, like it's hard to say like super motivated or super committed maybe. Mm -hmm. So, um, your crystals that would be really good are tourmaline and rose quartz. So I feel like rose quartz, it's not always like on all of the things that I've read tied into there, but I feel like it definitely helps you feel like, um, like your desires, like your worth or you're worthy of the things that you're desiring. Yeah. And tourmaline is just like that black, strong, like grounding uh, energy. Yes. Like kind of like that, like commitment feeling. Like stay centered. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So cool, cool. Then the next one is first quarter moon. So the plant sprouts, it's first leaves. Um, basically saying like, you exert like your effort is required. You really need to take action. Growth and action are your keywords mm-hmm. for this phase. Um, I think carnelian is the best crystal to use mm, yeah. because it's like go for it. It's like a power stone. Yes, for sure. yeah, it's definitely yeah. a power stone. Uh-huh. So, and then um, the gibbous moon. The second week of a lunar cycle is called waxing gibbous moon. It starts. The light passes a perfect semicircle stage. And last until the full moon, the moon is still growing until the amount of light reflects. And you should start to easily feel the building of energy at this point because Mm -hmm. it's right before the full moon. That's why everyone's like, oh my gosh, it must be a full moon. People are acting so crazy. Yeah, that's where the word lunatics comes from. Yeah, yeah. So people acting crazy because they have this over... Whelming amount of energy for whatever reason, and obviously it's from the moon. Yeah, and yeah. I just like maybe don't know how to focus that energy yeah. or like what it should be for. So this is the perfect way to take advantage of what you're wanting and to just like push through those last steps that you need to do to like help your vision come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So um, the plant is putting off its first leaves. There's buds now, and then you would want to refine and observe to build the final momentum. Um, I think, like, perfection and refinement are the perfect words for this phase. And then smoky quartz and tiger's eye are what I chose. Um, It's almost like the last leg of the race type deal. Like, you gotta get your last, like, When you're, like, over it, but you know that you have to, like, push through. Yeah. Because you're about to have, like, that final, like, it was worth it moment in the next phase, which Mm -hmm. is, of course, the full moon. Um, It's the easiest one to recognize. Like, we all can tell when we look up in the sky, and the moon is just a big, beautiful ball of light. Um, It's full, bright, and silvery. by judging the exact moment of fullness, the eye can't really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, like, most people, when they do rituals and stuff, they utilize the three-day window around that exact point. Um, so if you want to do any type of, like, magic work or just, like, your big-time manifestations, um, you have, like, a your three-day window. Rituals. Yeah. Yeah. I So um, one of the things on this is... and. This is kind of big on just the overall arching theme of our podcast is kind of doing what feels good for you. So I kind of flip flop the to the full moon and the new moon um, as far as like the full moon is actually when I release stuff. I feel like for whatever reason it calls me to kind of like release anything that's not serving me, which is generally the new moon, but it's almost like the shadow work and the light energy of the moon is like to clear it out and put light on it. Um, and then I generally like feel like I manifest more towards the new moon. So, um, I don't know why it just energetically that feels. And obviously like everyone talks about, you know, manifesting, setting your intentions at the new moon and going that way. I kind of feel like I go, the other way. Like maybe clockwise instead of counterclockwise. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... So typically, if you look at the moon, um, like the moon phases, they are laid out in a circle because mm-hmm. obviously the moon orbits in a circle around yeah. the Earth. Um, 
and counterclockwise is the way that this is like laid out and that typically it would go by. So basically she would be like clockwise instead yeah. of counterclockwise. And I, you know, I, there's nothing wrong or against, oh, no, no, it's no. just energetically that's what feels good to me right now, at mm-hmm. least in my time. Like I like, um, you know, I feel like it's the most powerful, the full moon is the most powerful like energy to kind of cleanse and like, that's why I like recharging my crystals and making, mm-hmm. you know, like, full moon uh, water and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, just as a thing that you, you know, a side note to just basically follow what feels good to you. Right. Well, I feel like the clip, and that's not, like, really far off from what a lot of people think because the full moon brings a lot of clarity. And, yeah. like, you have... Hopefully, at this point, the thought is that at the full moon, you would have received, like, what you have been calling in, what you have been focused on and, like, manifested throughout the cycle. Um, So, basically, a good way to visualize it is the plants, um, the flowers on the plants have bloomed, Mm -hmm. and now, like, you can see that fruit that, that you have been, like, working so hard for. Um, manifesting, like I said, and and just have totally been focused on. Right. So, airing. And then I think the best crystals for this moon phase would be green adventuring and citrine. Love me some citrine. Yeah, so it's definitely an abundant stone. And um, just... Like is a, I feel like it's also like makes you want to celebrate. Kind I was gonna of. say it's like a happy, like time. they're happy stones. Yeah, yeah. So and a happy time, like you're yeah. seeing celebrating all of your your good stuff. Exactly. Yep. So then there is the last quarter moon, um, and this is where the plant begins to lose leaves and wither. You are basically right. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, you would release, which no longer serves you, and. I think just reevaluating like the things that you were manifesting that maybe didn't come to fruition. Um, you want to think about whether those really were aligned with mm-hmm. like what your intention was, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where you like go back and reflect. Okay. So um, the words would be decline mm-hmm. and awareness. So, mm-hmm. and I think those two together definitely like are more powerful. At, like giving you what that meaning of the just a reflective of that time phase. For sure. Yes, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Like a release, but very aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lapis lazuli. I didn't know a lot about that one, but I it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's so pretty too. It's like royal blue, and it's in my bra right now. Oh, really? So, yeah. How funny. I didn't know this. I didn't know what crystals she was. Okay. But, yeah, well, then really. why do you love? Why did you decide to carry I that mean, one I'm around today? I'm always going to have a blue crystal in my bra on podcasting days because uh-huh. it helps with communication and like speaking your truth. Yes. But it's also really good for um, like your intuition and third eye as well. So kind of like uh-huh. just giving that all around, all around vibes. Okay. So yeah. so yeah, like I would say awareness would be that one, like strengthening that yep. part of for yep. this moon phase. awareness and reflection for sure yeah and then mm-hmm. clear quartz which is basically i mean there's a lot of positivity that comes from it but just um enhancing and directing the energies of that other crystal too. yeah for so, sure and clearing out anything like you right, said yeah like reflecting or you know decline like getting rid of anything uh-huh. no longer serving you yep yep all the bad vibes out <laughs> So then there's the balsamic moon um, or waning crescent. Mm-hmm. Um, the final quarter of the cycle, so typically the fourth week, um, in traditional like witchcraft, the waning crescent is known as the old moon. The horns of the crescent start to appear again, and this time pointing, pointing towards the right. You know, whenever I talk about the horns of the moon, I start to feel a little more like that masculine moon energy. Mm-hmm. Um so the plant would prepare, the plant prepares seeds for a new cycle. So it's like gathering up everything that you have and like re, like getting ready to regenerate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that that's a good word. Um, rest, recuperate, and reflect are what your like mentality should be. And the key word would be surrender. So just like 
an easy, restful phase. Going with the flow. Go, almost. yeah, 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 mm-hmm. and not not focusing too hard on anything yet. Just like I don't know. Almost, I think of this one as like a healing, like healing and preparing for like what's next. Detox and reset. Kind yes, of deal. yes, yeah, for exactly. sure. So, um, a good crystal for this phase would be the bloodstone or mm-hmm. bronzite. So. I've never heard of bronzite. Um, I was looking, I honestly hadn't really heard of that one either. And I had this saved because. I... I've had bloodstone before, but I've never, um, bronzite. I'm guessing it's like a bronzy so, color. Well, it says those who use stones for metaphysical practices have been known to use bronzite for increasing self-esteem, promoting decision-making, dispelling negativity, and enhancing creativity. The versatile stone is said to resonate with most chakras. So it most closely is tied to the sacral and base chakras. So I can kind of see it being a good one to use. It sounds like it's pretty grounding, too. Very grounding, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... And then a phase that a lot of people don't talk about that typically, like, you won't always see on, um, a, like, moon chart mm-hmm. would be the dark moon. Okay. So that's when you don't see it in the sky at all. But obviously we know that but the moon there. is always there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not reflecting any light. So this is the phase of the moon When the moon's not visible in the sky and it reflects no light, for me, this is the moon uncovered, basically. Um, It's no longer reflecting the light of the sun. It's entirely lunar energy. I love that. And yeah, like the first time Mm -hmm. I read about the dark moon, I was just like, well, that's kind of weird because like if you can't see the moon, then like is the moon, like to us, that would be like the moon's not there. Yeah. But to think... You only can see the moon when it's reflecting someone else's energy yeah, instead of just yeah. being there. Uh-huh. So I it's just being its true self yes, kind of deal. It's yeah. the moon in its purest form. I like that. Yeah, so, which is why, I mean, I think that that is um, kind of like I said, like I go the like the opposite way, like when it's in the dark moon, like that's when I feel like I'm going to manifest, not planting the seeds because it is so powerful. Like uh-huh. that's the way I go with it. Um, again, either way is totally acceptable. It's just how I feel called to work with it. But I had never even thought of it just kind of being entirely lunar energy. So it just even makes more sense for me. Why you would feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally get it too. Um, that's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. So this would kind of be the time that you, you could also do, uh, I mean, and dark moon, like it kind of sounds like creepy or whatever, but it really is just like pure lunar energy. So I feel like if you want to do something that's not like super typical, then this would be a good time to make your own like lunar ritual and you can use like different tools. There are a lot of different tools that we use. I was going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, along with the crystals, obviously that's just one thing that I am like super interested in. And then Brittany also, um, but there are things like Palo Santo, there's sage, like that you can incorporate into all of these rituals, like just to cleanse energy and to begin a ritual. I think that's a really good like mood setter. You can use um, essential oils, diffusing those or just like rubbing them in your palms and breathing them in really help me to be intentional when Mm -hmm. I, I mean, whether it's like meditation or yoga or a ritual like this, um, you can do, I mean, if you want to get a little more into like magic practices that people do Mm -hmm. and yeah, and spell work, then there are so many things that you can incorporate. Oh yeah. If you do like a quick, like, I mean, any kind of Google search, like, because I always like to switch stuff up. I'm never the one that's always going to do the exact same thing. Um, you can find so much like easy, like spells, if you're just getting into it or rituals, if spell work isn't your thing, um, intention setting, like Mm -hmm. all of that. And you can incorporate what feels good and leave out what doesn't for sure. And harness any energy that like you want to, you know, let go. Like I know people that, um, like I've seen business owners launch courses and businesses based on different parts of 
the moon cycle. Oh, the moon so yeah. yeah, you can use it for so many things. Well, and people I feel like are either super into these ideas or they're super like, oh, that's creepy, or uh-huh. like the idea of anything witchy kind of turns people off. Oh, um, I love witchy stuff. But it's I'm getting. A witch. I mean, yeah. honestly, like it's getting pretty trendy. So I think that that's cool. But I want people to understand. Like, whether you think it's fun and trendy, or you think it's, like, dark, Mm -hmm. Um, the true intent behind all of this is to empower people. Oh, for sure. And to, um, I guess, just, like, give you some sort of guide. Like, Mm -hmm. because if you, like, to me, if you don't have a religion, per se, or you don't, like, you still need some sort of um, system of believing that your goals can come true and that there's power that you can harness or there's um, power in yourself that can be harnessed and having like super intentional like tools or Mm -hmm. a guide of some sort I feel like just sets you up for that much more success. Yeah no I completely agree it's always good to figure out what works for you and um, I, I also think like you know anyone that's scared or nervous about dark energy as long as your intention is pure whatever you're trying to do there's nothing to be afraid of like you're not oh no messing with anything or like you know harnessing any dark forces or anything like that when you have a pure intent whether that's for yourself for the good of the world or your family or your career or whatever Mm -hmm. it's all all good for sure yeah yep and that energy is available for you to... Get you some. Yeah. Yes. Just yes. just tap into it. Awesome. Well, that's good. So, um, on yeah. the moon cycles... Yes. So, this was something I kind of got into, like, I don't know, maybe like three or four years ago. Um, and so, moon cycles are different than moon phases. So, when we th- we're talking about cycles, we're actually physically talking about, like, when you get your period. So, um... <laughs> When, when that comes into play, this is just the cycle based off of when you're bleeding and when you're ovulating. And so um, you can hear people sometimes, like at least in the spiritual world, talk about getting their moon or it's that time um, for their moon. That means just their period in case anyone is wondering. I don't think I knew what it was the first time I came across that. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what my moon is. Like, I have no idea. Um, and so... Kind of a little backstory on where moon cycles came from because this isn't something new. This has been going on for centuries. Um, In ancient times, a woman's cycle was something that was celebrated and they would do various rituals in tune with um, their bleeding and they would come together. And I think they even, um, you know, some, depending on some cultures, would harness the magic um, of that. And I always thought and kind of... um, knew and I'm sure a lot of girls did did you ever like well I mean like I know when I went to college I moved around like year to year with like some of the same roommates some different whatever but your periods would like sync up like if you're around somebody for so long I think that probably as women like all of us have experienced that like whether it's the people you work with or yeah I mean the girls I work in the salon with we would always we would always sync up yeah Yeah. I mean that just blows my mind and shows you like the energy is is so powerful it's so real like how else do you explain like something that's so personal to you and Mm -hmm. your body can then somehow energetically sync up if you don't explain it by every female around you yes people that you spend a lot of time with so um anyways they used to have different rituals and um they would kind of use that as their connection to nature and earth energy and how they would harness that. Um, And uh, sadly, in later times, like, this kind of ritual started to become what they considered witchcraft and where, um, like, the persecution of witches came from, which is obviously not ideal. Um, So we obviously, as a society, had moved away from that. Um, And so I think it's just kind of sad that that's no longer... Around and um, as you can see, like sometimes people are starting to do women's circles again, and I know that they're not necessarily celebrating their periods, yeah, but <laughs> it's kind of that re-emergence of celebrating and coming together as women, right. um, which I think is beautiful. So um, there are two different cycles according to your period, um, and it's the red and white cycle. So 
The red moon cycle is linked to the full moon and that means that you bleed on the full moon and you ovulate during the new moon. And this doesn't mean that you have to like have it right on the same day, you know, bleeding your period starts on the full moon. This just means in that area. So um, you can, like Aaron said earlier, kind of those three or four days one way or the other kind of um, can sync up with that. And actually the, you know, a lot of women, their period can start a day or two later because it can also be affected by the people by the that moon. they're around. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so this cycle is actually called the wise woman cycle, and it has a tendency to lean towards women who are female healers, medicine women, and the magic makers and wisdom keepers. So this is the cycle that I'm in right now. One of the things to kind of touch on um, is your cycle, like you won't necessarily be a red or white cycle for your entire life. Like you can move through different phases in your life. You mm-hmm. can be around different people. You can have different projects going on. You can have different kind of life seasons happening. Um, and so these women were the ones who were focusing their creative and fertile energy outward. So harnessing magic, taking care of others. Um, their energy would flow externally to the community and circle, and they would teach others from their own experiences. Um, it's said that these women would care for other menstruating women while they were ovulating. So um, when they were in the moon lodges or um, moon circles, these women were the ones kind of like facilitating. Um, I think we've all been, you know, when we've had our period, we're not really in the mood to be kind the of, caregiver. Yeah, the caregiver. So they would take care of that. Um, and they could also be taking care of. <clears throat> excuse me, raising the other children or taking care of them if needed, if somebody passed away, um, if they went through that. So um, the Red Moon Woman has a deep connection with their physical and sexual energies um, and focuses that force kind of outside into into her world. So um, these women were seen as a threat, um, and that's kind of where the... Um, women, um, because they could be seen as the ones practicing magic or healing or, you know, using herbs and potions to take care of. And, you know, like I touched on before, they were the ones maybe seen as witches. Mm -hmm. So, um, those were considered the red moon cycle. Um, the white moon cycle is linked to the new moon. So you're a white moon woman if you bleed during the new moon and ovulate during the full moon. So, this is going to represent the fertile power of women and was considered kind of what we consider as mothers in society now, um, quote unquote, the good mother. Um, she was fertile and in sync with the natural cycles of the earth. The full moon is considered as the earth's most fertile time. So um, that's just your standard, like women having children or working to create life, that kind of feeling. Um, and I want to like touch and you know I'm totally good with being a red red cycle woman I think some people get thrown off if they're in that cycle um, because it can feel very like well I'm I'm a good mother because quote unquote that was what it used to be called and I, I put those in quotes because I don't think that that makes you any less of a woman to be cycling with the red cycle versus the white um, and like I said you can kind of switch up back and forth through, Mm -hmm. through life. So, um, it's just one thing to kind of touch on, but these women who would experience their cycles during this time, um, were typically the mothers or nurturers, um, taking care of their loved one and raising children for the community. So, um, they could either, you know, like they say, it takes a village to raise a child. Like they were kind of doing that for their own children and any children that needed it. Um, And it said that white moon women are in deep contact with their emotional, mental, and soulful energies as they pull the energy inward. So that creation energy is inside of them versus the creation energy flowing out. So, um, Which I think is so important, too, though, because there's, I mean, just like when women are red cycle women, they need that balance. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the circle kind of wouldn't be balanced without having both of those personalities. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely a a balance and we need both kinds of people. We need 
the mothers and the people taking care of the children in the community and not saying that you only do that, but we also need the women who have their creative energy kind of out there in the world to try to change and, and make mm-hmm. things. Um, so um, one way, if you feel like you're off or you're not really falling in cycle with that um, in, in either capacity, maybe you're like a week or so behind um, or ahead, you can actually ground or earth. Just go outside barefoot and um, put your feet on the ground. Take a few deep breaths during the new moon or the dark moon and the full moon. So when it's kind of at its most potent, it will help kind of recenter your energy. And you should see your period start to slide a day or two in either direction. Um, But I always go out and ground during both new moon and full moon so Mm -hmm. um and again you can do that three days either which way whichever feels good but really kind of centering yourself with earth's earth's energy will help you kind of figure out which cycle you're in and you don't you're not trying to change it on purpose you're just trying to sync your body up to its natural rhythm so yeah basically just realigning and yeah and working working some energy out for sure I just thought it was kind of cool and like different and when I found it it just made so much sense to me because of everything that um like I just remember in college always just thinking it was crazy that I was always on Uh my period with my roommate oh same and since then I haven't like lived with a lot of females in the large capacity to kind of sync up even in cosmetology school like literally all of us were like having our cycle at the same time we didn't live together I mean we did spend like just about every eight day, day eight hours yeah. a day together. But, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. as if it wasn't hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was just a little bit on cycles. And now um, something that kind of you can look into for yourself on an individual level is your moon sign. So we've talked about moon phases, which is the moon in the sky. We've talked about moon cycles, which is when you're ovulating and bleeding with different part phases of the moon and now moon signs so this has to do with your astrology chart so um you know everyone knows their sun sign which is kind of your standard like oh yeah i'm an aries i'm a virgo i'm a pisces um but your moon sign is just as important if not more important than your sun sign um because your moon sign is your internal emotional being like who you are at your core um and so you can go on like any kind of free astrology site you will need your um date of birth and time that you were born and the location so your city and state and country and because the moon actually changes phases about every two and a half days so even if you were born on one day the moon could like change its um, sign like in the middle of the day so depending on if you're or born. when you were born yeah, yeah or yeah so depending on when you were born um the moon could be in a different phase so again um kind of the the triad of astrology that people always are like talking about is your sun sign um this one is your um like i said how you kind of present in the in the world it's your basic identity and personality traits um, so like for me as an, I'm an Aries sun, I like my personality is fiery. I'm kind of like aggressive in your face, you know, tell it like it is. Um, and like Erin is a, a Virgo for her sun sign. So, um, this is the driving force in your life and it presents itself when you express your individuality. So kind of separating yourself Which from, is so funny. I know, I know. <laughs> So, um, the next one of the triad is your rising or ascendant sign. And, um, this is how you kind of come off to people. So the reason they call it rising or ascendant, it is the sign that was on the horizon when you were born. So the sign that was coming into, um, play. And so for instance, for me, that's a cancer. I'm a cancer rising or I have my ascendant in cancer. That term is interchangeable. Um, this is basically your first first impression you leave on others. So even though I have like a fiery side to me and I'm very like, you know, Aries energy a lot of times, like when people first meet me, it's not like I'm just, I don't always You're not just, that crazy girl. Yeah, I'm yeah. not that crazy. I don't put myself out there as much. I'm more 
relaxed and taking in the scene. And as I become more like an individual, mm-hmm. that's where my Aries can come out. Yeah. Um, so that one um, is your inner self and um, kind of how you can present to, the, to others. Um, and then lastly, what we're going to talk about a little bit is your moon sign. So your moon sign um, is how you like to think, feel, and operate when you're alone or mm-hmm. with those you trust most. So it's kind of like your inner world. Like your most inner self. Yeah. 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 So who you are and um, how you think and feel. So for me, I'm a Gemini moon. So um, it's my inner world is very different than my, my outer world. So Aries, I can be fiery. Cancer, I can kind of be more reserved and intuitive. And then Gemini is very much about thinking and communication. So um, I can be very in my head and like having conversations over and over again. Um, some Gemini moons can have a little bit of anxiety because they overthink, you know, certain situations. Um, but it's kind of fun. I, I always felt like I identified with an Aries for sure, but there was I just... I feel like Gemini also has that, like, um, confidence to themselves, oh, though, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And you definitely, like, <laughs> like you are such a good... Like, you're a good hype woman for, <laughs> I think, everyone, kind oh, of. thank you. But, like, that's just something that I've always liked about you, though. Like, you're always like, mm-hmm, yeah, like, I'm feeling myself. <laughs> like, that's a, and, I, and yeah. I think it's kind of unexpected because it totally makes sense though like with your chart basically like your cancer comes off like to me and so I'm like yeah kind of like she's kind of quiet when I first met you and like a little more but I'm like but there's just still this like confidence there that's like hyping yourself up Uh, in the background or like (laughs) or you know like inside real quietly (laughs) so no for sure that totally makes sense um (laughs) no and that's kind of the thing is I'm sure as we've gotten to know me more as individuals like get to know me I'm very much like not only for myself, but for others, like, I do like to give off. And that's also my Aries son, too. Like, that kind mm-hmm. of, like, take no shit, take no prisoners yeah. type situation. But and, I feel like I very yeah. much can see your three yeah, your three yeah. signs really, like, being who you are. Oh, for sure. So. And, I mean, we just, like, got super close, like, probably in the last, like, nine months or so. But we met, like, a year and a half ago, uh-huh. two years ago. And so it's still fresh in our minds how we, like, met. Yeah. And so you can remember, like... How someone, like, what they give off. off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you've been friends for a long time, it can be hard to be like, oh, what were they like? Yeah, for (laughs) sure. So, um, your moon sign, like I said, um, is how you process your emotions, your fears, and your intuition. Um, And the sun motivates and drives you. Your moon is your heart and soul center. And so it offers insights and things that light you up or excite you. So um, it's important, like obviously everyone knows their sun sign, but if you can at least figure out your kind of like astrology triad, and I'm looking at Erin with... um, (laughs) guilt in my we should eyes call because, today and see yeah, can, like, because she won't go get a copy us. of her birth certificate to um figure out her moon sign because i'm very curious what it is so. apparently when you live out of state it's much harder to find these oh i bet these yeah. documents yeah, online somewhere else for sure um so i thought it would be kind of fun to end it with um these are not my um, little snippets into a moon sign, but I got these from astrostyle.com. Um, but it's a little kind of two or three sentence peek into your moon sign. So again, go online. You can go just type in free birth chart or anything of that nature and you'll find your sun, moon, and rising or ascendant. Um, and so I'm going to read off um if you have like your moon sign, just a little bit about it, just to give you guys a little bit of information to see if it kind of feels right and sounds good to you. So we'll start first with the Aries moon. So they need autonomy, challenges, action, novelty, and to be first. They want to feel alive and turned on, but can also be demanding of attention. Um, And they need a challenge, but to also be babied and attended to at times, um, which definitely sounds familiar to me because I have the Aries, but it's not necessarily my, my inner, um, world. So the Taurus moon is someone who needs stability, material comforts, affection, 
beauty to feel that they're building something lasting and they want returns on their emotional investment, but they can be a little too security obsessed. So kind of worrying mm-hmm. about like safety and security. Um, Gemini Moon, <clears throat> myself, um, needs constant communication, a.k.a. when I send Erin texts and she doesn't <laughs> respond, and then I send three follow-up texts asking if she still loves me. So, um, needs new communication. I always still love you, though. I, I know you do. Um, needs constant communication, new ideas, stimulating dialogue, and they're drawn to kindred spirits, kind of a meeting of the minds, and someone who can mirror or reflect things back to you. So... Um, a cancer moon needs nurturing, safety, family, and creature comfort. So good food, nesting, cozy clothes, and they can be fearful of abandonment and require lots of reassurance. Uh, Leo moon needs attention, glamour, affection, nonstop entertainment, and playfulness. They crave mm-hmm. excitement and a conquest, someone to celebrate life with them, and they have a strong sense of leadership that needs to be expressed. The Virgo moon is someone who needs order to feel helpful and out of service, mental stimulation. They like to problem solve and analyze, and they can be anxious or worrisome. A Libra moon is someone who needs harmony, beauty, companionship, equality, hates conflict, and they crave a peaceful and aesthetically pleasing environment. Um, They also like tasteful clothing, fine art, and a strong sense of justice, which is no surprise for a Libra. Um, they need privacy, intensity, soul. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped over. It's a Scorpio moon. So the Scorpio moon needs privacy, intensity, and soul bonding. They have a strong sexual chemistry or like to feel a part of a power duo. They have a hard time trusting and opening up. And the person who wins a Scorpio moon's confidence will be rewarded with eternal loyalty. Um, I wonder if I'm a Scorpio moon. I'm trying to like pick out which, which one, one I think would that be. That one sounded right. I don't know. Yeah, the strong sexual chemistry popped out at you. Or oh, what? yeah, for sure. I, I figured when you saw the eternal loyalty. Um, um, Sagittarius Moon, they need adventure, conquest, wisdom, variety, and they're attracted to worldly and open minded people. They love to travel and have new experiences, and they meet people of all walks of life. Life should feel like a constant carnival and celebration, and they bore easily. Hmm. Um, We're almost done, guys. Capricorn Moon. um, They need a long-term legacy and to feel like they're creating something that will last for generations. Power is a turn-on, and this moon sign needs someone with firm boundaries and ambition, and they crave solitude and time to recharge. They can be depressive or melancholy, melancholy at times. They can be emotionally distant and not very nurturing. An Aquarius moon needs friendship, collaboration, and a common cause, but but this rebellious moon soon also craves a strong sense of individuality and subverting the powers that be. They can lapse into people-pleasing at times, and settling down is hard for this moon sign, and even when they do, they need lots of freedom and autonomy. And last but not least, I should have started with Pisces. Pisces is always at the end for everything, but they need fantasy. I know. They need fantasy, compassion, escape, creative outlets, and security. This dreamy moon sign can be extremely hard to pin down and read, and they're not even sure how to explain or navigate their own depths. They can be powerful healers and drawn to artistic, sensual, and spiritual pursuits. So... Hmm. Did any of those seem, the Scorpio was the one that rang true for you? There's so many it could be, but yeah, I need to find out so I can know for sure. Um, Levi, my husband, he's a Sagittarius moon and this is definitely him. He loves, I mean, we both do, but he definitely loves travel and kind of, he's very open-minded and Mm -hmm. kind of just falls in the middle on a lot of like hot topics and stuff. So he can kind of see both sides. So when I read that, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah. Yeah. I need to find out, like, what everybody in my family is. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool if you, like, if you're someone who has kids to kind of look mm-hmm. into their chart. Oh, yeah. So. I always like to think about, like, you know how they have the five love languages? Mm-hmm. And everybody, like, people start thinking about that stuff when they're, like, looking for a partner or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think it's so important to think about kids, too. Like, oh, for sure. Like, what their love mm-hmm. language is because they can be so frustrating if you guys, like, don't communicate the same ways or, you know, like, feel loved in the same ways, and mm-hmm. I think that it's good to know that, so no, this is kind of the same, like, yeah, it, just it's to be able cool. to know 
someone, like peak in someone's inner workings yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, especially your children, because I know, like, even my sister and I growing up, like, in the same house, we're 20 months apart, like, our communication and the things we need in our life and communication are completely different uh-huh. than what the other one needs, yeah. so it's kind of cool to look at. One, can you imagine as a, like, as a kid growing up to think, like, Oh, but my sister's this way. Yeah. Like, she's not like me Yeah, being like this, you know? Yeah, well, so, but when you're a kid, it's just like, life's not fair, they get everything, right. you know, whatever. But like, to be taught these things, like, cool. I always think about, like, okay, in school they don't teach you, like, any of the stuff that you should really know for life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, other than, yeah. like, algebra. So. Yeah, well, like, I feel like algebra could go out the window for me, but I don't, can't tell you the last time I used algebra in real life. No, but just, like, the... Basic skills, yes, yeah. we oh, yeah. need, yeah. but there's so much more that, mm-hmm. like, would set kids up for oh, success yeah. with, like, communicating and just, like, knowing how to figure out who they are a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I it would be amazing there's if a school in fifth grade you knew before you went to middle school and, like, all the girls ripped each other apart. Yeah. If you could, like, figure out at least, like, how you work and what kind of friendships you need. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. And um, they always have those. I don't know what they're called. I'm going to blink on the name. But there's, like, these kind of schools that focus more on, I mean, they still teach them, like, to read and write and, like, do those kind of things. But mm-hmm. there is a very big, like, component to emotional learning yeah. which I think would be huge like oh my gosh yeah it did it, it took me forever to get to the point in life where like even in like our friendship where I can be like look I'm going to send follow-up text if I don't hear back and it's not because I think you're mad at me it's just because that's the way I communicate and like what I need you know whatever and right. it there's no like drama or issue between you and I because I'm comfortable enough to be like, this is what this I'm... This is the kind of person, person I, I am. am. This yeah. is what I need. Exactly. Like, just know that, like, if I'm following up, it's not, like, anything. And the same for you to be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm busy or, like, that's just not my communication style. It just would be nice if kids, like, learned that yeah. early on so they wouldn't have to deal with the bullshit that exactly. comes along in life. There's so. so there's so many cool tools out there. Or even, like, the, what's it called, the, like... Like, I'm a number... Oh, the Enneagram? Yeah, like, Enneagrams. Mm -hmm. Why can't there be a class that, like, has a section over, like, what your moon signs, you know, like, what your signs are, and what your Enneagram numbers are, and then, like, by the time people get out of school, they're gonna be like, I know who the fuck I am, like... Yeah, I can, yeah. Here I am, world, like, you know, it's not just, like, I spent all of my life learning stuff that kind of taught me nothing about myself. Yeah. Now I'm just, like trying to figure it all out on my own so yeah no I get it well um guys go check out your moon sign see what it is let us know on our um last post just so we can see or if you try out any of the rituals it would be you know from the moon phases would be really fun but we thought we would kind of end every podcast with just a little kind of info about the crystal of the week so maybe it's something that you're looking into and then um also I will draw an oracle card so kind of the energy and it'll be from different oracle decks every week but um Erin what's the the crystal of the week okay so your crystal reading for this week which just happens to be my birthday week (laughs) um I thought that it would be perfect to choose a peridot so the peridot is a gray stone. Well, if you don't know what that looks like, I'll just give you a little visual at first. Um, it is a gemstone, mm-hmm. and it's lime green. Like, it's super pretty bright green. Makes you think of... It makes me think of, like, summer. Yeah. And because I like wearing lime green in the summer. So, <laughs> um, the properties that it has... So, each stone usually has, like metaphysical properties and then they also have a lot of physical properties Mm -hmm. if you didn't know that already um peridot is a powerful cleanser it releases and neutralizes toxins on all levels it alleviates jealousy resentment spite bitterness irritation hatred and greed it reduces stress anger or guilt Uh, peridot opens our hearts and joy in new relationships it enhances confidence and assertion motivating growth and change sharpens and opens the mind to new levels of awareness banishes banishes lethargy apathy and exhaustion 
It can also enable you to take responsibility for your own life. Um, it strengthens your immune system, metabolism, and benefits the skin. Mm. Ooh, good one for summer. Yeah. It aids disorders of the heart. I need more. Thymus, lungs, gallbladder, spleen, intestinal tract. It treats ulcers and strength, strengthens your eyes. And it can balance bipolar disorders and overcome hypochondria. Oh yeah! How there we crazy. go. Maybe I need that for my migraine. <laughs> for your my, headaches. <laughs> my, it could be tumor aneurysm or just a migraine, <laughs> right? Yeah. So some other metaphysical properties. Um, it's known as the stone of compassion. So it's believed to bring good health, restful sleep, and peace to relationships. Um, it balances your emotions and mind. The friendly green stone has an uncanny ability to inspire eloquence, creativity, and brings delight and good cheer. I like it. So, as you go into this next week, think about um, healing, purification, growth, relaxation, um, letting go of exhaustion or lethargy, and just take responsible for your own joy and have a good time. I like it. Yeah. Well, it kind of ties in. So um, the card that I drew, I drew from the Energy Oracle cards. Um, and the card was Attachment. And the kind of like underlying or subtitle says, Perceived Need and the Choice to Let Go. Um, and it says, In this position, the card reveals your passage forward is being stopped by strong attachments to old patterns or people from the past. The chain at, it's a the picture, I know you can't see it, but it says the chain at your wrist is bolted to fear from the past or desperation about the future. And it says the stuff that's keeping you stuck could be physical addictions, emotional patterns, or even old relationships. Are you living in fear, addicted to old unhealthy habits, or so desperate about the future that you can't be happy right now? Which is kind of fitting since it says taking responsibility for your own joy um and it said this card is telling you that it's time to take the action you need to break out of your chains and move forward to an open free healthy and authentically happy life and it has an affirmation that says i release attachment and choose peace i am strong free and able to choose what honors me um and i don't know if anyone keeps up with kind of what's going on in the like cosmic realms, but um, Uranus went retrograde, which literally everything we just hit on is kind of aligned. Aligned because Uranus goes retrograde and it's asking you to release anything unhealthy or no longer serving you. Um, and it can also, um, you know, when you go look up your birth chart, you can also see where Uranus is and what house it's in and where that is, it'll be affecting you the most. So, like, mm-hmm. if it's in um, like your 10th house, it could affect your identity and who you think you are as a person. So letting go what's no longer serving you it's and who vital you are. for yeah. you right now. Yeah. yeah. So kind of, it's always, it never, it surprises me, but it shouldn't at this point, but that stuff yeah. is Where I was always like, Oh, on it's point. so cool. It's like, always on point. It's yeah. always, yeah. I mean, and even like just drawing the card at first, I was like, Oh, huh. And then as I thought about it and then you read that, I was like, that this all is perfect. Felt right. So Anyways, um, hopefully you guys can center yourself, let go of what's no longer serving you, um, and get ready for um, a good upcoming week and just be mindful of, of what's going on. So yeah. other than that, we hope you guys have a good week. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram or Facebook. It's the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast, um, and we'd love to know what's been going on in your life. So until then, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. If you liked this episode, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. After all, like energy attracts like energy, so keep the good vibes coming. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.